Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me once again. This is the Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Victor Nieves, and today we're doing something just a little bit different. We're, we're kind of going down a slightly different avenue. I hope you all enjoy it. As you can tell from the name of today's podcast, we're going to be talking about social decay and the very slippery slope. Now, I know that that title is somewhat ambiguous, right? I'll, I'll be totally transparent here. It's a, it's a rather ambiguous title. Whenever whenever you hear that, the, the social decay, well, how do you define social decay? H- how do you define this very real slippery slope? And, and let me just be super transparent because today's podcast, like I said, is going to be slightly different uh, than some of our prior episodes, and it's going to be a little bit of a rant, if if I may, if I can do that, it's going to be a little bit of a rant, and, and it's going to be a very from the hip sort of a thing. But I really do believe that sometimes that's my most entertaining stuff. So so stick around. I don't know exactly what I'm going to cover, but I'm going to start off on a very different note, folks. We've got something super super exciting. For the very first time, man, I tell you what, I am very, very proud to announce this. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by all of our fantastic supporters on Locals, but it is also brought to you by my good friend, Adam Huff. He is an independent insurance broker with over 100 contracts with different insurance companies. Folks, the reality of life is whether we like it or not, we all have to have insurance. It's one of those things in life that you just can't get around. Whether you have a home, whether you have a a boat, a business, it doesn't matter. I want you to give Adam Huff a call. Write this number down, 314-703-8640. Once again, real quick, 314-703-8640. Give him a call because what Adam Huff does At no cost to you, you heard that correct, at no cost to you, Adam Huff goes through and he ensures that you have the very best insurance policy possible. He he goes and checks with his tons and tons of contacts and contracts that he has with different insurance providers, and he guarantees that you are getting the best coverage, the best policy, at the best price. And once again, let me remind you, it costs you nothing. This is one of those rare instances in life where you have everything to gain and nothing to lose. One of the best things that you can do right now for yourself but also to support me and support the podcast is give my good friend Adam Huff a call. He's he's one of us. I, I think it's so important that we do business with fellow like-minded individuals, with fellow conservatives. Now, with that said, without further ado, I want to jump right in to what I mean by social decay. It's very ambiguous. I understand that. And there's a lot of directions that we could take. When we talk about social decay, and and I just want to start with one of the most, if not the most egregious example of social decay that currently can be seen in the Western world, and it's something I've talked about in previous podcasts, it's something I've talked about on the radio, in, in social media content, but it is the absolute destruction, the genital mutilation of our children. That is social decay of the highest order. That's social decay and cultural collapse at a scale, truthfully, I never could have imagined. A scale I never could have imagined our country would get to. When we live in a day and age 
where children, the most vulnerable, the most innocent, the most pure among us, the little innocent kids are having these sick, heinous, I call them demonic, nasty doctors put them under the knife and perform hysterectomy surgeries, perform double mastectomy surgeries on children in the name of of inclusivity, in the name of of transgenderism, and, and what do they call it now? They call it something stupid, gender-affirming care. That, that's what they call it. They call it so-called gender-affirming care. The social decay is the destruction and the collapse of the nuclear family. We just did a podcast on that not very long ago. The destruction of the nuclear family is very concerning because the nuclear family, as I've described it, is the backbone of Western civilization. Western society hinges upon a good and healthy nuclear family. We're seeing social decay in our culture. Look to the movies. Look to TV shows, entertainment, music, you name it. The absolute degeneracy, the debauchery that's currently happening everywhere. Everywhere you look. It's like you can't find anywhere where there's not just rampant progressive degeneracy. And it's like our entire culture is operating in this pursuit. It's like it's a foot race to see who can destroy traditional Western values the fastest. Who can spit in the face of common sense the most? Who can rap? I mean, look at the songs of, for example, Little Nas X, where in his music video, he portrays himself giving a lap dance to Satan. What in the heck? is going on in our country. When I say social decay, these are the kinds of things that I'm looking at. And the reason this is so tremendously important, some people, let let me just paraphrase, a real quick step back. Some people will say, Victor, why do you care? Why is this important? These social things that you're describing, these, these cultural shifts that you're describing, they don't actually impact you. These aren't things that affect you directly. And to them, I would say you're absolutely wrong. You couldn't be more wrong. When somebody says that society, so, social norms, culture, when somebody says these kind of things don't impact you, that person is an idiot and wrong. It, it, culture affects everyone. I live here. I live In the United States of America, what happens in the United States is of great interest to me. When I watch my country, my culture, the traditional Western values, a foundational building block that made this country what it is, being ripped apart before our very eyes, when I see children being drugged to drag queen story hour so that they can sit there and watch a grown man in big fake boobs and a slutty outfit wearing fishnets with his butt cheeks out, doing the splits, spreading his cheeks, doing pole dancing. When I see children brought to that kind of an event and parents celebrating it, the mainstream defending it, when I see that kind of stuff, I worry for the future of my country because someday I would like to have kids. Someday I would like to have grandkids, Lord willing. And I don't want my future generations, I'm the heir to my last name. Nieves lives or dies with me. At least, you know, my my family line, I am the heir to that name. If, if, If my kids, right, the Nieves bloodline going forward, if they have to grow up in a world that is so wrought 
with this societal social decay and degeneracy, that's the kind of thing that breaks my heart. Worrying about that, thinking about that, it breaks my heart. So enough is enough is enough with this laissez-faire bullcrap. And that's what I want to touch on in this podcast is, is the importance of monitoring social decay. The fact that culture impacts everyone. Culture is of the utmost importance because, listen, everything is downstream from culture. Good men make good laws. Good laws do not make good men. If we allow the men and women of this country to be overwhelmed by, if we allow them to succumb to outright degeneracy, then they will become bad men. And bad men make bad laws. Everything is downstream from culture. So it is super, super important. But the other thing, that I hinted at a second ago, the other thing that's so important is that we acknowledge the slippery slope when the slippery slope is there. You know, this is a topic I actually wrote about in my book, Conservative Prudence, which, by the way, if you haven't got a copy of that yet, be sure to do so. But I actually name, explain, and describe the slippery slope fallacy in my book, and I explain how to avoid it, how to point it out, so on and so forth. But the slippery slope fallacy is is basically a fallacious line of logic where you say, if we do this, then this will happen, devoid of any real reasoning, right? People will accuse conservatives of arguing from a fallacious slippery slope all the time. The problem is that more often than not, conservatives are looking at a slope that is actually slippery. See, when you study history, when you really truly examine and study history, you can start to notice trends, and you can you can recognize certain pathways, and you can say, you know what, last time we did this, it didn't work out well. In fact, that's called intelligence. That's how human knowledge expands. If, if you just repeat the same mistakes over and over, you're definitionally insane, right? When, when we see a problem, and we've seen this kind of thing play out in the past, and we know how it ends every single time, then we have a duty to point out a very real slippery slope. See, arguing for the existence of a slippery slope is not in and of itself fallacious. It becomes fallacious when you can't back it up. When you can't back up your claim, then yes, you're arguing from a fallacious slippery slope. But if there is a, an abundance of historical and contextual evidence that says every time that I have jumped off of a 20-foot ledge, I have hurt myself, then it's not a slippery slope to warn other people and say, if you jump off of a 20-foot ledge, you're going to hurt yourself. Right. So sometimes people will say that it is a, a slippery slope kind of idea when conservatives, especially socially conservative people, say, hey, you know what? I don't think that we should be in favor of this whole transgender movement. I don't think we should be in favor of the total uh, complete acceptance of the love is love notion, because in the future, I worry that it will open the door to pedophilia. I worry it will open the door to children being groomed. I worry it will open the door to greater societal evils down the road. They have every right to say that because we can observe throughout history, we can observe other examples of societal and social decay and the very real trend that is 
the slippery slope. You can look, many historians have pointed this out, they've been canceled a hundred times, but you can look to Greece, you can look to Rome, and you can find this common denominator whenever there is sexual deviance, when there is sexual degeneracy, when we see the the widespread uh, polygamy, when we see when we see widespread celebration of uh, what I'll call non traditional marriages, you, you see a trend that happens every single time where you start to pollute the culture, you start to pollute the values. And you replace virtues with vices. For example, tell me if this sounds familiar. Taking something that used to be considered one of the seven deadly sins, pride. You you take pride, which has always been universally understood as one of the seven deadly sins. This is widespread and universally accepted within Western culture that pride is one of the great sins. You take something like pride and you give it its... You give it an entire month. You take something like pride and you flip it on its head and you take it from being something that is morally wrong and you turn it into something that is celebrated. You you turn it into something that is to be celebrated, that is to be encouraged. You give it an entire parade, for goodness sake. You sell merchandise. You you make movies and TV shows celebrating people's pride and things of that nature that's a problem. That is the destruction of uh, uh, and the remodeling, the complete bastardization of the proper balance between vice and virtue that's taking a vice, a vice being pride, and flipping it around and turning it into a virtue when it was never meant to be a virtue. When I look around and I see the things that are happening in this country, when I see the social decay, the stuff, I mean the corruption the moral decline that's happening in our nation, it worries me. It worries me tremendously, and I'm sick and tired of hearing the the libertarian argument. I'll just call it what it is, and I used to be very libertarian, very, very libertarian in my beliefs. I used to be one of those people that said, I don't care what you do so long as you're not directly harming anyone else, but I've, I've updated my stance. I've updated my stance, and I think it's incredibly necessary because the laissez-faire approach of I don't care what you do as long as it doesn't directly physically harm me is flawed. Whatever you do to destroy my culture does harm me. It harms the generations to come. It harms my children, my grandchildren. It harms my community. It harms my family. It harms the, the, the social fabric of the culture and the world and the community that I live in. So when you are promoting degeneracy, when you show up and you, you sing a song called WAP in front of thousands and thousands of young kids, I'm going to take issue with that. Now, that's not to say that I would pass legislation forbidding someone from singing a song like WAP, but I will certainly reserve the right to culturally oppose that. I reserve the right to use my First Amendment, freedom of speech, the same one that you exercise to sing WAP. I I reserve the right to use my First Amendment, freedom of speech, to say what you're doing is degenerate. What you're doing, the culture that you are spreading to young kids, is evil. It's sick. It undermines the traditional Western values that our culture was built upon. And in case anyone needs to be reminded of this fact, social norms can only change 
so much, so fast, without one of two things happening. When social norms change, too much, too fast, right? Too rapid a change in too short of a period of time, there are two possible consequences. The first consequence is the complete destruction of that culture, the complete destruction of said society. When a society changes their foundation too much, they don't have time to build a new foundation, and as a result, they're, they're the house built on the sand. Their, their foundation crumbles. It is weak, and the entire society completely falls apart and crumbles away. The other option, when societal norms change too rapidly, is you see a very, very rapid correction. You, you see a course correction, and I've mentioned this idea before in previous podcasts. One such podcast was named The Whiplash Effect, where I discuss a little bit about the same basic principle, that if, if things change too much too fast, if cultural norms change too much too fast, which we're seeing happen before our very eyes right now, where we're seeing perhaps the most rapid and violent shift in culture nor cultural norms that any society has ever seen. And when that happens, option number one is that the culture collapses. The entire society uh, implodes upon itself. Option number two is a very vicious course correction. The pendulum always swings back. And when we shift things too far too fast, expect there to be a course correction. The proper course correction is that God-fearing, decent men and women across this country have a cultural revolution. Not a physical one, but a cultural revolution. And we, be, we, we begin to reject the outright debauchery. We begin to reject the outright insanity, the degeneracy that is plaguing our nation. We start to take back our culture. We start to take back our films, our music, our entertainment industry. We start to take that back and return to something that even remotely resembles a godly structure or a moral structure or a virtuous structure. It doesn't have to be directly, concretely uh, connected to one specific religious belief, but I will say the United States and Western values are inextricably connected to the Christian worldview. The Ten Commandments hung in the United States Supreme Court for the vast majority of our nation's history. Our country was built upon traditional Western values, which is borderline a synonym for the Christian worldview. I think that that's where all morality stems from, but that's just my opinion. Anyways, I digress, not to go down that rabbit hole, but I, I really do believe that we need to have a cultural revolution. I, I think Jesus Christ, you know, Madison Cawthorn uh, put this to words in a very eloquent way. Madison Cawthorn said, Jesus Christ, not Congress will save our country. If we look to the government to save our country, we will be disappointed. Instead, we have to look to our culture. We have to look to our neighbors. We have to look to our community. And then outward to our entertainment, to the kind of things that we're ingesting day in and day out. When you surround your subconscious with nothing more than a, a siege of degenerate themes, when you listen all day every day to horrible music, promoting horrible immorality and terrible ungodly themes and messaging, and then you sit down and you watch the late night television and you hear about all of the horrible evil things and then you see vices promoted as if they are virtues, if you see this topsy-turvy world and you're just consuming that, you're consuming it day in and day out. You're, you're absorbing this kind of stuff day in and day out. It has a great and lasting impact on you as a human being. 
So I don't buy this crap that we shouldn't care. I, I don't buy this, this stupid losing narrative that we have to be so laissez-faire because what has that gotten us? When we sit back and, and we just do nothing, when we sit on our hands and we just do nothing and say, well, live and let live, what, 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 what has that gotten us? Now we have children being prescribed Lupron. We have kids being put on chemical castration. That's what Lupron is, chemical freaking castration that these kids are being prescribed. We've got hospitals like the D.C. National Children's Hospital offering hysterectomy surgeries to minors. We, we, we have unbelievable Orwellian thought police that are going around and regulating and, and monitoring what you can and cannot say. Because if you dare to go against the woke bullcrap that's being spread through academia and etc., if you dare to deny the ridiculous anti-scientific, anti-biological narrative of the transgender garbage, if you refuse to call a woman a man or vice versa, you'll be burned at the stake. You'll be canceled. Is this the society we want to live in? I oftentimes have poised the question. I say, if we could somehow go back in time with a crystal ball that would show the future, if we could go back in time and show those boys that were about to storm the beaches of Normandy on D-Day, if we could go back in time to the day before the invasion, and we could show them what the United States looks like today, if we could show them children being genitally mutilated by doctors, if we could show them children being, being inundated with pornography in the schools, book like, books like Gender Queer being shown to our children, Drag Queen Story Hour being shown to our children, people burning the American flag in the street, people mocking Christianity, people destroying Western values, openly advocating for the removal and abolishment of the nuclear family, as BLM did in their official charter, if we could show them the country and the culture that we live in right now, do you think that they would be excited to go fight and likely die to preserve that? Would that be a culture and a country that would honor their sacrifice? Is that what they fought for? Is that what those boys fought for? No, they couldn't have imagined that. That is a hellish nightmare, an Orwellian hellscape beyond their possible wildest dreams. If you went back in time and you showed a good, decent human being from 1945, what the United States looks like today in culture, they would think that we had been invaded. They would think that we lost some sort of a war. They would think the communists had taken over. The fact that we have mainstream political, uh, mainstream political actors like Bernie Sanders, who is openly a socialist. This is because we have been too accepting. We, we've accepted too much insanity. We've allowed debauchery. We've allowed vices to be presented as virtues. We've allowed the destruction of everything that we've ever loved, and we've sat on our hands and we've done nothing. So my call today is for conservatives to abandon this libertarian perspective on culture, to abandon this libertarian perspective regarding societal values and social norms, because it impacts you. It does. It impacts your kids. 
your grandkids, the future of this nation. We can't allow this kind of disgusting, degenerate stuff to spread like the virus that it is in our country. It's like a cancer that's going throughout the body of our country and it's destroying everything that it touches. We can't allow... We, we, we can't allow this kind of stuff to continue. And I don't, I don't advocate for legislation. I advocate for a cultural revolution, a rejection of the slippery slope of degeneracy, a rejection of this pursuit of Sodom and Gomorrah. That, that's what our country, that, that's the, that, that is the pathway our country is going down. It's like we're racing full speed to see how quickly we can resemble Sodom and Gomorrah or the earth in the days prior to the flood. We're trying to become as evil and sick and twisted and degenerate as we possibly can, and we're destroying the lives of the most innocent among us in the name of virtue and in the name of, in the name of uh, social justice. This is ridiculous. You all know it. I, I know everybody who's listening to my voice, you know. Whether, whether it's you know politically expedient or culturally expedient at this point in time to publicly agree with me, you know what I'm saying is true. You can see it. You can see what's happening to our country. You can see what's happening to our culture. This is not sustainable. The pathway that we are currently on is not sustainable. That's not a slippery slope fallacy. That is the acknowledgement of an actual slippery slope. The slope in front of us is covered in baby oil, olive oil, every other slippery substance known to man. And if we continue walking down this path, we're going to hit that slippery slope. And all of a sudden, people are going to look back in time and say, why did nobody warn us? And people like me will be sitting there with, uh, oh, we'll, be, we'll, we'll have lost our minds by then. We'll, we'll be sitting there with, with scrambled brains, but we'll be saying, man, I told you. I told you that slope was real. I told you the freaking thing was slippery, but guess what happened? You didn't listen to me. Now the state just took your kid. They cut his penis off. They put lipstick on him, a dress on him, and he has to live the rest of his life on, on, on hormones because one time he played with a doll in kindergarten and the Child Protective Services took him from you because you didn't allow him to transition because he was five years old. And now your child was taken from you, his penis was cut off, he was put in lipstick and a dress, and you're put in jail because you abused your child by not chopping off their genitals. That's the path we're on. It sounds crazy to some people, I understand that. But it is objectively the path that we're on. Anyways, folks, today's podcast, I kid you not, was a one-take, unedited podcast and a furious rant of the highest caliber. If you enjoyed it, be sure to go to thegoons.locals.com. Once again, that's thegoons.locals.com. Become a supporter and help continue to make these podcasts a reality. Again, a big thank you to my sponsor for today, Adam Huff. Go and call him. Rewind to the beginning of the podcast. Listen to that phone number once again. Give him a ring, and it, it literally can't hurt you at all. You have nothing to lose, everything to gain, and the guy is an absolute rock star. He's, a, he's just like you and I. He's a real red meat conservative. Now, maybe I might be a little bit more red meat than just about anyone else out there, but no, for real, Adam is a good guy. So make sure you call him, do business with him. Folks, oh, I love you all. Take care. Until next time, keep me in your prayers. Keep your country in your prayers. God bless.